0: Hello, Ben here from Supercoach Insider bringing you my team into round nine. I'm kind of glad I held off a little bit. I thought I'd pull a swizz this week and wait for teams to be announced and I am glad I did because it did change things a little bit. Uh, Before I move on, SC Insider 100. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Twitch. Also all the audio platforms as well. Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it. And on the YouTube, so impressed with the YouTube. I can't promote it enough how much we love the interaction and the community and the support we get from YouTubers because uh, it used to be all about the audio, and then we made a decision, I think it was a couple of years ago, to start releasing some videos and putting them on YouTube. And it's been phenomenal because I think this week was the first week I've really noticed that YouTube has had more for our regular podcast. Each week for our usual lengthy podcast, YouTube has more views. I think it was 58% of our total views which means that you are now being, we're, we're being watched more on YouTube than people streaming our podcast on audio platforms. So I think that's really exciting. It's basically the way the tide is turning and we it helps we put out these little weekly podcasts and that sort of stuff as well about our team. Um, do need to say though, so support for Supercoach Insider is brought to you by Manscaped. Let me show you this here. Um, Awesome partnership here. So basically, it's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Basically, the Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, all over 4 million men worldwide, so that's 8 million balls. SC of 100, go to manscaped.com, use it, get 20% off, and also that's free shipping, 20% off with Manscaped. Unlock your confidence, as always. Use the right tools for your jewels and get the job done with Manscaped. Um, also, we're going to be having a bit of the splash as well. Uh, I might be double parked here, ladies and gentlemen, so it's been a long week. This one's got a little bit of uh, frothy to it. Oh. The calmness. The calmness. So, this week, let's have a look. I scored 2,296. Now, not too bad considering. Now, there was um, a few little different changes that I made. So, let me bring up my team and let's sort of discuss those. Now, somehow, Whitfield keeps on getting a, a life in my team. now, And that could be extended with Cameron losing his job. So, that might make things a little bit more... Interesting for the um GWS and with McVeigh coming in, whether he plays, you know, plays them in different roles or different spots. So I think that's going to be interesting and that could definitely change things up for you know people like Josh Kelly and Whitfield, basically some of their best users. So they might kind of simplify their game plan a little bit and run. So let's hope and see. Last week, um, it worked out pretty well with you know Hewitt being out. I actually had a little bit of leeway, um. I was looking at McCartan and a few of those things. Now, if I had known McCartan and Deconi were going to do really well, both of them, then um, I probably wouldn't have looked to upgrade. Basically, the drama I had last week was... Um, I was going to VC McRae and I kind of made this real stupid last minute decision where I didn't want to get tempted by a 120. I was like, if Dunkley's going, if he's going big or he's not. So I was like, if I go on Dunkley, he goes 140, 150, then I'm like, okay, then I'd take it. Right. And I was like, otherwise, I don't want to get sucked into this, oh, 125. I'll probably have to take it. And then Neil just absolutely goes ham. So um, bad decision. Uh, I was a big advocate for taking the 144 from McRae because. That average is larger than anyone has averaged at all during the season. Even now, currently, with Neil's average of 138, or what it would have been previous years, no one averages that high. So 130, 135, it's usually more than anyone will average over a season. So you take the points. People get greedy and like, oh, he's going 200, or the Lions are going to win by 200, or 150, or 120, and people just lose money, lose bets, and lose their positioning that they already had. So... Basically, for me, it's um, I wanted to upgrade, and, I, and the reason I kind of had to upgrade is because I had, to think, about $240,000 cash in the bank. If it sits there for another week, then it's not really doing anything. It's not really getting me points on field. I'm not really transitioning my team. Hewitt was still out, so I was looking to kind of go for the double upgrade. I was really keen on Parker, and I wanted to try and double upgrade my team. Now, how it balances, and I talk about this a little bit, with Hewitt being out, I was trying to then upgrade to kind of balance my premiums if not advance it and i've done this previously so when crips was out i just brought in another premium so that way i'm playing the same amount of premiums this week as i was last week and then if they return then i'm playing two more premiums than i was two weeks ago and that's the kind of logic that i've done around that so last week when i was looking um i was okay who do i really want in my side and i'm flexible on a few people like yeah, you know, Martin obviously will get out, and the Butters will be flexible. Cornelio, Brody—they're kind of flexible. Like I like them, but they can move at some point. Um, so I'm looking for these premiums that I really want, not someone of value like a Danger Field at 450k, or trying to go a a Zorco or at you know five ten. I'm looking at people that I really want that are look to be definitely top six in their position that I really want in my side. And for me, it came down to all, Tom, uh, so Tim. Bloody English from the Bulldogs, right? Uh, Stewart, and I wanted Steel, and I wanted Mills. So there were four people that I really wanted in my side. Now the problem was Mills was extremely expensive, um, as was Steel, right? So I'm figure, and I'm probably looking at them around the buy time to try and sort of go there. Stewart was overpriced. I think it was only about twenty thousand more than his starting price, but it was still overpriced. And I was like, well, he's someone that I could just pay up for and just bank that in, right? Uh, and the other one was English, obviously he's injured. So for me, I know it didn't work out well. I wasn't really chasing the points of Stuart. I knew that um, he'd probably get a little bit of attention. But when I looked at my side, I really wanted him in my team at some point. And if I was going to upgrade, at least if I try and look at a few key pillars that I really want, he was one that I just thought, look, I'm just going to lock it in. Now, I was expecting better than a 74, but I can't be upset because now I have Tom Stewart in my side and I know he's going to bounce back and do better anyway. So... Um, it is a good upgrade in my opinion. Just a little bit unfortunate that it did cost me a few points this week, um, but that's pretty much how that logic sort of stood. So when we have a look at this week, uh, it's a little bit interesting. So McDonald managed again for the second time. Um, I'm looking to sort of move him on. I have toyed up with the notion of a Driscoll Berry and a like a Mead or a McDonald, and then using sort of one of those as a loophole. The issue is that Mead, who isn't playing, so he's a good one, but he they play, I think, halfway through the round, which means that I would have to go McRae. Sorry. I'd have to go McRae um, as my uh, VC, so that way I could then put a C on uh, Neil or Oliver. Now, here's the silver lining, because I had a look, and if I go a Driscoll out, then, yes, I can keep a McDonald's, but that's not really going to benefit me anyway. Realistically, I would flip him next week for Clark, so it's not a real big deal. What I am looking to do is probably even keep O'Driscoll this week because I'm still going to get the same amount of premiums and I'm still going to make the same amount of upgrades and I'm still going to get a couple of rookies except now with O'Driscoll out and he definitely won't play. It's not the McDonald's situation of last week. I can now do a VC on Neil and then I can take a C on Clary. So I'm assuming Neil or Clary both have the high potential to be really damaging against Adelaide against West Coast Um, that's what I'm thinking this week. I think that's probably where the most uh, points could be gained as a captain. And, you know, McRae will probably do great McRae things, but when we talk about high ceiling, McRae generally doesn't pull out 170s, 180s. Clary and Neil can have that capacity a little bit more, so I'm looking to really target those two. And O'Driscoll's really freed that up. I was worried before the announcement that he was injured because... I was like, well, do I even have a loophole? I probably might have to keep, you know, Meade, etc., etc. Now, the advantage is, is that with my team, so if I go, I'm going to keep O'Driscoll, which allows me a McCartan swing to possibly then play a midfielder if I need to, if McCartan doesn't do very well, uh, and it means I have to kind of hold an emergency on here because the last thing I want is to emergency McComb, have him do bad, and then I am forced to use McCartan anyway as my um, captaincy loop, so that's where I'm sort of sitting at the moment. So how it looks is like this. So Berry can get out of my side. It's frustrating. Berry, uh, I love him, but I hate him. S- came out the start of the season, butcher, 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 threw it onto the boot, bombed it long, to the point where you're like, can you even see, mate? You're just booting it to the opposition, booting it long. And then he comes in, and now he's holding it up too much. He gets the ball and waits for the defense to set up and then still makes a poor choice. So it's one way or the other. He hasn't quite got that blend yet of the you know being able to make a decision, move it effectively. So don't just bomb it on the boot and be rushed, but then don't be too long because then everyone gets set up. Um, so I found him very disappointing because he had the so much potential a couple of years ago, and he hasn't even hit a ton, which I'm really surprised with. So. His break-even's 100. I was considering seeing if I can get rid of O'Driscoll and holding Berry and get my premiums that I'm looking at, but then I've run out of cash. So it's one of those ones where I don't have enough money. So unfortunately, it looks like Berry kind of just has to go. Um, and then next week, Clark will probably be the one playing on field. So it kind of balances out a little bit. So I might have to play a little bit of rookie roulette this week. But if Clark's on there for round 10, that may- really means well 10 and 11. Two weeks of rookies after that, 12, 13, 14, you're playing rookies on field anyway to fill your 18 and then by that point I should be able to bang full premium and culled with an an actual designated loophole, Um, hopefully, if I have 18 for the final two rounds, a designated loophole to be able to really set me up for the back end of the year and then really start to charge home. So I'm looking at using another boost. I've used two before this week. This will probably be my third. The reason is it's a great week for a boost because there are three options as far as a downgrade. Now, I am passing on Rioli by the looks of it. Carroll I'm quite liking. I know they have the first buy, but um, he's playing forward flank as in listed as there. I believe he has more, Voss has more confidence in him. I've talked to a couple of Carlton folk who seem to really rate him, so I am banking him in and fingers crossed that it works out, obviously, but that's what I'm sort of looking at doing. Uh, McDon- I'm looking at getting rid of the dead weight in my team, and the reason is that coming into the buys, these people are dead weight. They're not going to play, or M- McDonald might, but I could do without the 30 to 50 points in a game, really. Um, so I'm getting rid of the dead weight now, so that way I can actually try and, A, get that premium, get a little some fresh blood into my team, get them an opportunity to actually generate some cash while leaving the rest of my setup intact for the buys. So, if I had a chance to keep Barry, I don't think he'll lose much. I think if he gets some 70s and 80s, he'll re-stabilize his price and go to 350 and then start pushing back up to 370 anyway. And the Lions do have the last buy, so I would like to keep him. But it's one of those things. Hey, there you go. Uh, okay, so I'm looking at going um, Barry, McDonald, and Mead out. So, cut the dead weight out of my team. And I'm looking, I'm banking in Hamilton, playing back flank. Now I know it's difficult, but a new coach has to play the the youth. Um, they're not going to be trying to play all the oldies to save face. It's like, mate, you've lost your coach. So now let's see what we've got. Let's see what the list is all about. I'm looking at him, I'm looking at Carol. And then the last scenario that I have, why can't I bring in Carol? Um, and the last thing that I'm thinking of is. Maybe I spelt it wrong. R. maybe. There we go. Um, so now it comes down to who do I want into my side? And Hamilton, I don't want you in the midfield, mate. Bugger off. Um, so who do I want into my side? And realistically, it comes down to I would like Darcy Cameron from – is it even Darcy? Some Collingwood flog. Um, Cameron, I'm looking at Cameron possibly as far as um, – He would be a decent option. Darcy Cameron, 368,000. I did speak about him on the pod as well. 108 last week, a little bit better the week before that. Um, Playing sweet for the Bulldogs. So I think he does have the capacity to do well. Uh, I don't really need a forward, though. I mean, I've got Dunkley, Parker, Brody, Canelio, Butters, Martin. Now, you can argue, obviously, Brody, Canelio, and Butters aren't that great, but I would also argue Darcy Cameron is also not that great. Um, some rucks do really well, some rucks don't, and he's done pretty well recently, and I think he'll do well again this week. I can understand the logic between having a bit of a stop gapper, someone that can fill you a role now, get you some 80s to 110s, He has the last buy, so I see merit in it. And if I could afford him without giving up, say, a Martin or someone like that, I would definitely consider it as an option. Um, For me, it's when I look at price points, if I can get a premium in and sort of lock that away, I would feel much better about my life instead of worrying about a Cameron. So this could kind of hurt me. Uh, I could always revisit this sort of next week um, to then bring him in. I know his break-even is a bit lower, but I could still pick him up Um, if I have more faith in him. But that's sort of where it stands for me. I'm not extremely confident. I like him, but I don't think he's the best player, Cameron. So it's a hard one for me. Now I'm looking at premiums under this price, and it comes down to pretty much Brayshaw or Petraka. Now, Brayshaw, let's have a look. Let's get this forward back into our mix. So 570000 he has dropped a little bit. Did well on the weekend, and I think he has a lot of merit. But... The issue that's kind of holding me back is um, five coming back into that side shortly. Free as Swiss and I have also touched on had an extremely soft start to the year, so it's going to get a little bit harder. I can imagine the better teams are probably going to put even more weight and pressure and time into Brayshaw. He's worked through them pretty well so far, getting a couple of nineties last year. It would have been a fifty, so I think he still might average you know one hundred and ten to one hundred and fifteen sort of range. Um, but I'm talking about trying to rule make an impact as far as trying to get back in towards that sort of, you know, top few hundred. So I am going with Petraka. Now, the reason I'm going with Petraka is their next couple of games are extremely soft. They pay West coast this week, this week, North Melbourne next week, and he could rack up 30 touches, kick a couple goals with his eyes closed. So, um, it's a funny one because Petraka generally lifts for big games and against big opponents because he's that real impact player. But I feel like he could also coast along and get to 115 to 120. Um, And he's someone we talk about his back end of the year last year is something that I'm really looking at and taking note of. So when we have a look at 2021, I'll just have a quick squeeze. So the back end of his year, 123, 173, 125, 92, 148, 111, 126, and 85. So, I mean, Adelaide were down the bottom. Gold Coast were down the bottom. Hawks were down the bottom. And GWS were kind of around the mark. So Hawks um, and Port Adelaide, obviously, were doing well. But, so, yeah, he lifts really big for those games. So, i just, the price point is 556, 559,000. So, I think it's just a great price point. Something that I'm really looking to get on top of. I believe quite a few teams have already jumped on him and it's something that he can really charge forward at, averaging 114.4. Um, so I'd rather bring in Petraca than a Cameron, and unfortunately there's not enough room for both, so if I had to choose the two, I would choose Patracker. I think that's just how it is. Um, so that's pretty much where I'm sitting at. Now, the great loophole option is I can just wait. I'm not going to put an E on my bench here. Wait for McCartan to play. If it's all good, then Bango Driscoll can now become my captain. If not, then all I'm going to do is switch Whitfield in for Driscoll, and I would just go the old switcheroo, and I would then put an emergency. Um, I'd just then take a risk realistically and put, you know, Carol or someone or other. Um, I'd just switch it, and then I'd just take O'Driscoll as my captain and do it that way. So I imagine I'll be taking McCartan. Anything in that sort of 70 sort of range, lock it down. I'm um, not too fussed with that. So I guess we will wait and see whether that eventuates Again, I'm not too concerned with the fact that I've got all these playing um, bench players here. And realistically, I haven't had much of a loophole for the whole year. And I think it's kind of worked out well because I'm about to cash in. So that's it for my team, everyone. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know how you are going. Next week, I'm looking at Driscoll down to Clark and basically then looking to make an assault. Future um, priorities for me, basically looking at making sure I try and get 18 each round. And I've still got 20 trades. I'm looking extremely well and extremely strong. So basically my strategy is if I don't have 18 coming into a buy round, so for instance the first round, then I might look at moving a Whitfield to another premium if I have enough players for that round um, specifically. So... That's where I might try and get a little bit more aggressive and try and upgrade my premiums from someone who is doing okay to maybe someone better if it's going to get me those points on field for that specific week. But it gets a little bit more confusing and complicated, so I'll let you know that as we get into the buy rounds and some different ways around it. Um, There are some different strategies to really maximize um, your advantage. You want to end up coming out of the buy rounds with a higher rank if you're playing for overall And, again, if you're playing for leagues, then definitely rack up some of that cash and look for some value because there is some great, great value out there at the moment and you can really fill your boots with some good point of differences that aren't highly owned. And that's it. So please do like, subscribe, support our sponsors as well, everyone. SC Insider 100 is our discount Code 20% off manscaped.com. Also, go check out um, splashvocu.com.au and obviously earnyou.io for your cryptocurrency bets. I've won the last two weeks. I've played it safe, been a bit of a chicken, but um, yes, bank those points. That's it. Captain this week, I did say. So, Neil, well, sorry, I'll fix this. Neil, my VC, into Clary with my captain. And then I imagine that O'Driscoll hopefully will make it my captain and I won't go to Oliver. I would like Gorn. But I'm not sure if I'm going to bank him in. I think I'll just back Clary in to do what Clary does against weak teams and beat them up. So talk to you soon, everyone. Thank you. Bye.